Thanks for joining us today as you listen to a portion of a message recorded at Vine Life Church in Boulder, Colorado. If you'd like to connect with us further, you can visit us online at www.vinelife.com. What the Lord is doing, this started out as a conference, and now this is turning into a movement. It's just absolutely amazing. And so uh, you don't have long to sign up. Those are just some of the artists that are going to be here. But the presence of the Lord was so strong last year that a pastor came from Oklahoma and met God in worship, and his whole life was changed. He went home, his church, his family, everybody said, this is a different guy. He says, I'm a different guy. I just went home and started loving people in the church. Because he was ready to quit the ministry. He was so discouraged. But he was in God's presence at the Resound uh, conference. And that's what changed it. That's what we're looking for. It's just, to, it's just pursuing the presence of the Lord. Because I believe that everything happens out of his presence. It flows out of his presence. Amen? So we just want you to know about that. <clears throat> Excuse me. So you can sign up and be a part of that. Okay, well... Um, uh, Lenny and I are back from Africa, and uh, <clears throat> thank you for thank you for praying for us because we really could feel it. it was it was just an amazing time, and uh, it it always is. I I think this is one of the best times that I've ever had. That just in terms of the power of the Lord, the presence of the Lord, and uh, what took place. So I'd like to show you some pictures. That would be all right. Yeah, you know, I mean every. <clears throat> Every trip I like to show you. And there is Pastor Willie and Antoinette. There are three children, and you can't see the fourth because she's pregnant about four months. <laughs> so they're doing great. Okay, let's see the next one. This is where I taught in Afman in Kigali, Rwanda. And I was really excited about the, the uh, opportunity to speak to pastors of all different denominations there in Kigali. And they're, they're so hungry and receptive. And it's really wonderful to be able to uh, share uh, the Lord. I, they, uh, they give me freedom, you know, I, to, um, I don't have to stick to the notes, <laughs> and I don't. <laughs> and we get to go off into places of ministry, and, and uh, the presence of the Lord just comes. And, and uh, so Andre Loring with Afman has extended an opportunity. He said, well, wherever you want to go, when you come and teach, he said, I'll extend the conference one full day and let you teach all day if you want to do that. And they're teaching thousands of pastors all through Africa and some now in Europe. And so it's, it's quite a, an invitation, one which, you know, you just pray over and say, well, Lord, I, whatever you want. Whenever you want. So um, it's just really exciting. Next picture is uh, a a conference in the villages. Uh, Pastor Willie says that most pastors come to Kigali, but they don't go to the villages. Next one. And here we are. Uh, Let's keep going. Uh, This is, uh, we went to three different villages. And of course, the Lord did something unique in each village. Next picture, if you would. Uh, there, I've uh, got Lenny using Lenny as an illustration. <laughs> he, it was great to have Lenny with us. He's going to share a little bit what he did. Okay, next one. And then we got to go visit the village makeover projects and to see the rabbits. We started out with two cells. These are widows raising rabbits, taking the profits, sending their kids to school, getting goats. I mean, it's a huge thing in terms of what's taking place there. And now we have nine cells. Rabbits multiply. <laughs> Next one. There, there's Lenny holding a rabbit. Uh, okay. 
We look like brothers there, don't we? With our sunglasses and gray hair. Yeah. Okay, next. And then we went to uh, see where they installed a water tank, and uh, they're waiting for the, uh, the gutter to go along the roof to collect the water to go into the tank, and so we took care of that. We uh, gave them the money for that so that this widow can have this. And this is going to be huge because all of her neighbors and the whole people in the area will come and get water. Uh, you know, right now they have to walk for a long ways, but now they'll be able to collect the rain. So that's pretty good. Next one is this is the we visited two hospitals and this is the first hospital I'm sorry the second hospital that we went to I just have one picture I'm going to show you several of the next one but these are moms there in the hospital just delivered their babies and we got to take blankets to them and that's what I'm going to talk to you about let's look at the next picture uh, <clears throat> this is talking to the uh, the director there at the hospital of telling her that we're bringing blankets and we'd like to uh, deliver blankets to moms and their babies now I have to admit to you uh, let's look at the next picture. Uh, these are the moms that we begin to make presentation of. You know, they're sitting in uh, these rooms, some of them not having beds, some of them are just mattresses on the floor. The next one there. And uh, now we're making a presentation, and that's Manuel, who is a part of Willie's CMP team. When I, I was approached by Carol to take blankets to Rwanda, you know, that means another suitcase, dealing with checking it and... Um, so forth, and I thought, well, okay, you know, I'm going to Rwanda, and if you've got blankets, fine, I'll be happy to do that. But i got to tell you, I was clueless of what God had in mind. I was just <laughs> clueless. and I mean, he had something in mind that was just, I'm ready to tell you about it. But before I do, let's see, do we have another one of the... You know, there we are presenting blankets. I'd like to show you some blankets. You can ask Carol and Debbie and Holly to come up here and show you these blankets. They're, they're, making, they're making more blankets. This started with, it's called Heart to Heart Ministry, and Holly and Debbie are doing this. And uh, these are two special people to me, by the way. They've both been on staff. And I gotta, I gotta tell you too. I'm so, so delighted in what you're doing, what the Lord's led you to do. I love you too so much. It's just such an honor to partner with you in this. I had no idea. I'm the silent partner, but you know, uh, you you heard the Lord, and you set me up. And you, it's not the first time I've done it. She says not the first time she's done it. She was my assistant for years, for a long time. So I, I just, I, I just want to stop and thank the Lord for these ladies, for what they're doing right here. Thank you. Now here's, you got to hear the story. The next picture. I don't have many left here. Oh, I want to tell you. This is in the hospital where we were giving out the blankets. And this little guy just loved Lenny. He came up like this to Lenny. He came running at him. Lenny said, could you show that picture? I don't want to see that. Next, okay, the next one. And this is the last one. And this is, this is Manuel, who is a part of Willie's CMP team. We got to see the birth of a new ministry with CMP, hospital visitation. Because this is what happened. We took the blankets in there, and before we went, Lenny said, "Hey, let's let's pray an anointing on these blankets, you know, like Paul's 
handkerchief kind of thing. And so we prayed an anointing on those blankets that God would use those blankets. And as we walked into the hospital, the director took us to the poorest of the poor. And these we have 14 ladies in this room, and some of them are sleeping on the floor. And they've been there for a long time, some of them. Like one lady's been there two months. They can't go home because they can't pay their bill. If they could pay their bill, then they let them out. But if they can't pay their bill, they stay in until the bill's paid. That's how the hospital works. That's how it works. It's kind of like being in prison because they don't feed them either. Uh, they eat leftovers from the other patients or anything somebody brings them. So here's a mom just delivered a baby. She and her baby are in this room with 14 others. You know, some of them sleeping on the floor. They're not being fed regularly. They're not being cared for in that way. They just are waiting to go home until they can pay their bill. Manuel, uh, uh, let's try and get through this. <clears throat> As we give out the blankets, Manuel says, you're getting these blankets because God loves you. And he cares about you. And this is proof that he cares about you because he sent us today with these blankets. You know, and right there, right then, all at once I go, boy, have I been slow to catch up with what God's doing here. But now I see. I was blind, but now I see. Because <laughs> uh, those blankets open the door. Uh, for him to tell them that God loved them. And then I found out that the total of their bills to get all 14 moms out, the total would be $50, around $50. They could all go home for $50. You probably know what I said next. (laughs) Willie, you've got the 50 bucks. Here it is. Spring those moms. So Manuel goes in a couple days, a day or so later, and he goes in and he takes the money to the director of the hospital and he says, I'm here to pay the bill for these 14 moms. And the hospital never have ever seen anything like that before, ever. Never happened. They were in awe. So he gets to go in, and he gets to deliver the news. Now, these moms, when we first went in there, they're depressed, they're discouraged, the atmosphere is heavy, it's dark. I mean, it's just, you know, they're hopeless. They're in despair. But after we prayed for them, after he declared to them God loved them, they got a blanket. After he did that, I mean, the spirits begin to lift. Can you imagine what happened by the time he shows up and says, your bill's paid, you can all go home? So we sprung them. And they all got to go home. And then Manuel goes back. And he goes to the hospital, and the head of the hospital starts taking him to the doctors and to the nurses. They all want prayer. In Africa, when something like this takes place, you don't need Twitter. You don't need, you don't need anything that we've got. I mean, it goes like wildfire. Just, it, it went through the entire hospital. And they all heard the story of what God did through these blankets. And, And so 
so Manuel gets to pray for the leadership of the hospital, the, the doctors and the nurses. And then he's walking around the hospital and people are shouting out of the rooms, come pray for me, come pray for me. He had free run of the entire hospital to pray for, for the sick. He, kept, he said to Willie, I went to the hospital and I'm king. You know what he means by that. That's a good thing. It means he met the doors wide open. They, they were all asking for prayer and receiving prayer. So we saw the birth of a new ministry this year at CMP. Now, yeah. Now, this, this is the part I haven't told you yet. When Manuel told these moms, God sent us to tell you that he loves you. And here's proof. Here's this blanket. And we're getting you out. You can go home. We paid your bill. They, by the way, they said, what church do you go to? We want to go to your church. <laughs> and he said, we don't have a church. But you go find a church. I remember some, sending Willie back some years ago. I said, Willie, we're not going to start a church. We're, I'm going to have you do kingdom stuff. That's all you're going to do is kingdom stuff. We're going to believe God to support support you so you can just do king you know we're going to go across the denominations and that's opened the door for me to go in and teach to all across the denominations when i meet i'm meeting with pastors from all denominations see so he's not locked into a particular denomination and he has that freedom here's what i was going to say though when he went back and he told these moms how much they were loved two moms confessed to him that they were in such despair about what their situation was like that they had planned that once they got out, if they ever got out, they were going to take the life of that baby. Two moms said that. And then when he went back, (laughs) they said, because you told us that God loves us and he'll take care of us and he'll take care of our baby, and this blanket is proof of it, and you getting us out of here is proof of it. We're not going to do that anymore. We're going to receive the baby as a blessing. We're going to receive the baby as a blessing and that God will take care of it. It's like, wow. As you can tell, I was undone by that. So thank you, Heart to Heart Ministry. <laughs> oh, Pastor Willie sent some reports of some of the pastors. I don't know if I'm going to get through this. I, I, I'm sharing this because um, I just want to share. Uh, want you to share in what the Lord is doing here because you prayed for this, you supported this financially. This is something every year we've done together, and I think we're going to continue to do this along with other missions, you know, the other outreaches and things that God has given us, you know, so many beautiful things taking place in Mexico. You gave boxes for that, and where's Jennifer? I saw Jennifer this morning, right here, right from, from Mozambique. She's, is, is John here? Okay, so it's so uh, you know it, it's just so exciting to be able to take God's love every place throughout the world, and and so Willie sends this report: um, a pastor Gaspard 
from uh, a particular denomination called ADEPR. He said the testimony of Pastor Walt changed his life forever and gave him a very good experience how God works with his people. He decided to forgive all people whom he had not forgiven before. And he is teaching in his church how to respect one another now. He took two days to train all his leaders on how to respect and honor one another in a godly way in his church and his house too. Another pastor, uh, Enoch, from the denomination EEAR, he was very discouraged and ready to quit from the ministry. But after training, he decided to never give up again. He decided not to speak negatively anymore. Day or night, he gives thanks to God and brought Pastor Walt for the ministry for the country. By the way, uh, there's a large percentage of pastors that do want to quit. It doesn't matter what country they're in, when they're in leadership, that's the assault the enemy just is bombards with, want to quit. I just can't take it, you know, just. So, when I talk to those guys, they know, they, they know that um, I'm not just teaching. They know that this is coming from what I've walked through and what the Lord has given me strength in. Pastor, there's no way to pronounce his name. Mutor Warabambo. <laughs> Maybe Jennifer could help me with this. But after hearing the resurrection and miracle of Lazarus and how God is good in all circumstances and how it is good to believe in God, it has caused him to feel the changing power of God in him and he is believing God for the impossible like never before. He has really grasped that nothing is impossible with God. He is talking to his congregation in a new level of faith and God is doing miracles through praying for the sick and other needs. Thank the Lord, huh? Uh, Willie also writes, I'm editing this, we experienced a great move of the Holy Spirit in these places. One time, he came as a wind and caused people to praise and pray in African style. I was teaching out of John 11 how Mary uh, was didn't know Jesus was coming, and they said to her, the Master uh, is, has come, and he's calling for you. This is the story of Lazarus being raised from the dead. The Master's calling for you. And the Holy Spirit had me say, Mary was awakened to the call of Jesus. And the moment I said that, the Holy Spirit came rushing in like that. In the, I mean, it, it, the Holy Spirit took over. And Willie jumped up from behind me and ran to the front. And the pastors all started... They stood and praised God, just, just, whew, like that. It was an explosion. Uh, the, the, it was the rushing mighty wind. I had never experienced that before. It was like, you know, I'm saying, wow, what just happened? So that's what Willie is talking about. And then he talks about the, another village. We were done. The choir had come to sing. The widows had come to show their goats. And we had had a great time, you know, in there. And they didn't go home. We left. See ya. They were still in the church praising the Lord. Just rejoicing, praising the Lord. So, 
Thank you for giving. Thank you for your prayers. Again, I, you know, every year I tell you, this is not just about me. This is about us. This is what we're doing, you know, in partnership with Pastor Willie CMP. And it's just a really, it's a, it's a wonderful uh, door of ministry the Lord has given us to partner with Pastor Willie. And so that's why I take so much time, you know, to share with you about this. So you know, there's a lot more stories. I, I condensed it, you know, after being gone that long. But I pray that um, you will realize that th- this is part of your reward in heaven too. Amen? Okay. So I have about 10 minutes to bring a word. So I don't know. Can, uh, um, can you listen that fast? Okay, Um, so let's ask the Lord. This has been a good morning. Lord, this has been a good morning. Your presence right from the beginning in the pre-service prayer was so amazing. Lord, and I felt your presence all morning in such a powerful way. I bless this church, Lord. I bless this church. What a giving church. What a loving church. What a great church, Lord, that people here are just just committed to you and love you and come in here and praise you. And they care not just about themselves, but they care about people all over the world. And they're helping people all over the world know there is a God who is good and loves them. And I thank you that there's just a a sense of your favor on us, a sense of your pleasure with us, a sense of your peace that comes from well done. And so, Lord, thank you. And, Lord, I pray in these just these last few minutes that you would give me the grace, uh, Lord, to, to, to allow you to speak. And that where hearts need to hear something that would encourage them, that the word of the Lord would be released to them in this moment, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, life, uh, our Christian life, from the beginning when God talks to us about our destiny and what he wants to do to the place where we step into our destiny and actually begin to fulfill it, there is a, a time of training. It's a process. And if we don't understand that, we'll miss, we'll miss out. Uh, we'll f- f- be frustrated. We'll f- actually resist the process of God that he's training us because when he declares what he wants us to be, uh, between that time and when we start walking in that destiny, he's training us to actually be able to walk in at that level of faith that it requires and that level of uh, you know, of of ministry. And he's also, the other thing he's doing is he wants to be sure that it's not about ministry because that's not the priority. The priority is our relationship with him. So he will not let you go any faster and release you into more until you back up or you make sure you're keeping your relationship with him first and foremost along the way. Believe me, I know what that's like. He'll put you on hold. You're going, why am I on hold? Lord, I thought you wanted to release. You've called me to ministry. You know, why are you putting me on the bench? 
It's because, it's because he, he, he's, he wants you to have ministry. He wants you to take the message of the kingdom every place. And he wants you to take it in power. And he wants you to take it in a way, though, that it, that it's, uh, that it's connected with his heart out of a relationship with him. And so if you try to run ahead in ministry, boy, I'm hitting somebody someplace because this is the Holy Spirit. If you, you, if you, if you try to run ahead, he'll, he'll back that up or put it on pause until you get it that, hey, this is about your relationship with him primarily. Because ministry should flow out of your relationship with him. And so in that so in that process you know Joseph went through it David went through it all the leaders everybody Paul went through it even Paul after the calling he spent time you know out of ministry was it 14 years or something before he actually was released and so I think you understand what I'm saying. There's a process, and you know Graham Cook talks about that in terms of process. And the writer in Hebrews then addresses that issue, and he says, "I'm going to uh, in verse, or I'm sorry, chapter 12. I'm going to just kind of condense it. And I'm going to use the message just because it condenses it and says it so well. Keep your eyes on Jesus in this process." who both began and finished this race we're in. Study how he did it, because he never lost sight of where he was headed, that exhilarating finish in and with God. He could put up with anything along the way, cross, shame, whatever. And now he's there in the place of honor, right alongside God. When you find yourselves flagging in your faith, go over that story again, item by item. That long litany of hostility he plowed through, that will shoot adrenaline into your souls. In this all-out match against sin, others have suffered far worse than you. To say nothing of what Jesus went through, all that bloodshed. So don't feel sorry for yourselves. Or have you forgotten how good parents treat children and that God regards you as his children? My dear child, my dear child, don't shrug off God's discipline. Don't be crushed by it either. It's the child he loves that he disciplines. The child he embraces, he also corrects. God is educating you. That's why you must never drop out. That pastor said he was ready to quit. That's what happens, see, along the way. You're tempted to drop out. He's treating you as dear children. This trouble you're in isn't punishment. It's training the normal experience of children. On down it says, at the time, discipline isn't much fun. It always feels like it's going against the grain. Later, of course... It pays off handsomely. For it's the well-trained who find themselves mature in their relationship in God. Now I want to pick that up where I left off in the New American Standard. Hebrews 12, verse 12. Therefore, because of the... The, the process of what you're going through and the challenges that you're going to face, the trouble that you're going to have to encounter 
and the maturing that you're going to have to experience. Therefore, verse 12, strengthen the hands that are weak and the knees that are feeble, because we get weak in the process, and we need to be strengthened in the process. Amen? And make straight paths for your feet, so that the limb which is lame may not be put out of joint, but rather be healed. Pursue peace with all men, and the sanctification without which no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one comes short of the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springing up causes trouble, and by it many be defiled. Sorry about this. Okay, so what he's saying is, that when you get weakened in the process, see to it that you, that you get grace. And grace is, def- I'm going to define it as divine enablement. Uh, it's a gift. It's a gift. It's a, uh, it's a, charis is C-H-A-R-I-S, original word. And it's, there's many meanings to that, but it has to do with favor, with gift, a gift from the Lord, with, and it comes down to, uh, what I'm going to call a divine uh, grace, an enablement that comes, a strength that comes from the Lord. He's saying, see to it that you get that. Now, the Apostle Paul, when he opened his letters and closed his letters, he would say, grace to you. That wasn't just a nice little saying. He, he was being straight up about something. He's saying, you need grace for your life. He, so he started his letters that way. He ended his letter. He said, let there be a divine strengthening in your walk as what you're going through. Let you be strengthened in, in your walk. Let the divine grace of God accompany you through in what you're going through. And, and it says also in 2 Corinthians 6, it says, don't receive the grace of God in vain. It means the grace of God is available to you, but you can turn it back. If you're cold and I bring a coat to you and you say, no, I don't want the coat, and you don't put it on, I brought the coat to you in vain. You wouldn't receive it. If you would put it on, you would be warm. But because you wouldn't put it on, I brought the coat to you in vain. God brings grace to you. It's a matter of believing him and receiving it so that you don't receive it in vain. So you do believe and receive and and let the strength of God come into you in your walk with him. Let his life come into you. It's really his life. That you're appropriating. It's no longer I that lives, but Christ that lives with me. This process is putting you to death so that Christ can live through you. So it's really him and not you. It's not about you. (laughs) Oh, that's so hard. (laughs) But God is faithful and he's making it happen. And as he pours out his spirit, by the way, when you get into the Holy Spirit, you, you tapped in, you tapped into the life of God when you get filled with the spirit. That's why his presence is so critical. That's why I'm always pushing that button. Let's talk about, let's get in his presence. Let's get in his presence. That's where the grace flows. Ah. Okay. I know I have to wrap up. See to it, it says, that you do this, that no root of bitterness. A uh, root of bitterness is in the he- to the Hebrew is that any poison is a bitter. And so he says, don't draw nourishment, root, from bitterness. If you 
Stop receiving strength and grace of God. If you don't have that in this process, you're going to wind up in a bitter place, a poisoned place. And he's saying you're going to not only be poisoned yourself, you're going to poison other people. You'll defile many. That's where negativity comes in. People who get negative in church, negative about the Lord, negative about their life, negative about the leadership, negative about what's going on. All that negativity, all that stuff has is a result of not having grace. So if you find yourself in that place, you need grace. You need divine strength to continue your walk. Otherwise, you're going to be poisoned, and you're going to poison other people with your negative speech. You'll be offended and negative. And so he says, see to it. And let's go, whoa, wait a minute, see to it. They're, he's talking about, I have a responsibility toward you, and you have a responsibility toward me. This is not a solo act. We're in this thing together. I'm telling you, we're in this thing together. We need to receive from each other. That's what impartation is all about. When you lay hands on somebody, you're receiving something from God, from that person that's flowing through that person, from God to you. That's impartation. He designed the body that way, the body of Christ. He built us that way. You can't do this independent Lone Ranger stuff, me and God. That's where it starts, you and your relationship with God. But it doesn't end there because it has a definitely has a horizontal dimension to it where we belong to each other. And he says, see to it. That means I have to oversee. See, there's an overseeing for your welfare. There's not an overseeing for judgment. There's an overseeing for your welfare. If you have things that are, have gripped you, shame, guilt, so forth, judgments. By the way, the Lord's been talking to me about judgments. It's a huge issue in our life. Huge issue of judgments. Uh, coming to conclusions without all the facts. Only God knows the whole story. We don't. And so, so listen, at Vine Life, we're, we're going to move away from all that judgment and shame and guilt and stuff. And you can come out into the open and be transparent. And what we're going to do is we're going to speak grace into your life and empower you to be free from shame and free from guilt and free from all the stuff that you're being quiet about right now because you think if we knew, we, wouldn't, we would be horrified. We would be aghast. Oh, and you might even be invited to go somewhere else. That's how some churches are. Graceless. But, but so he says, see to it. And I'm going, now how would we see to it? And, and then he took me over to, I, I am trying to close. I'm doing my best. He took me over to Isaiah 30, uh, 35. If, if it's time to go get the children, if you, oh, Luke, how far we got? Okay, in a few more minutes, then you got to go get the children. Here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and land this thing right here. He took me over to Isaiah 35, and he's using the same language here in Isaiah 35, 3, that we're picking up in Hebrews 12. I, the writer in Hebrews 12 knows about Isaiah 35. And he says, encourage the exhausted. The slack hands, same language. And the strengthen the feeble. Say to those with anxious heart, take courage. Fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance. The recompense of God will come, but he will save you. 
To those who have been weakened in the process, you give grace to them when you tell them, when you say to them, I'm talking spiritual impartation. It's not your words, but it's the, it's the Holy Spirit empowering you, what you, God spoke the world into existence. He speaks healing. When He speaks, there's power to perform that which He's saying. And when he says to us, listen, give grace to each other. Say to each other, your God will come and save you. He will, he will, he will bring his recompense with him. There will be a payback from what the enemy has stolen from you. He will deliver you from your enemies and there'll be a payback time. I've had times of payback. I love it. It's great. I realize the Lord is doing it. The Lord is doing this. Then the the eyes of the blind, verse 5, will be opened. The ears of the deaf will be unstopped. That comes right out of Matthew 11.5 where Jesus said... When they said, are you the one? And he says, well, just go tell them that, you know, the the blind see and the deaf hear. This is Jesus, the ministry of Jesus. He's the one who is fulfilling this. He's the one who has come to make all this possible for us. Then the lame will leap like a deer. The tongue of the dumb will shout for joy, for waters will break forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. God wants to reign on your desert. I want to give you grace and speak to you. Your God will save you. He will come and reign on your desert. May grace be imparted to you as I speak it to you right now. In the trouble you're in, in the process you're going through, He's not forgotten you. He just wants you to stay connected to Him along the way. That's a word for somebody here today. He wants you to stay connected along the way. So don't get discouraged. Don't think he's forgotten about you. Don't think he's put you on the shelf and you're just done. You're not done. You're not done. He's working and he knows how to give you grace to get you back in there and keep you in there and strengthen you along the way so that you can walk through these difficult times. You can be victorious, not in your own strength, not in your own wisdom, but the Spirit of God has come to you and spoken life to you. Jesus spoke to Lazarus. He said, come forth. Lazarus means the Lord has helped. The Lord has helped. Come forth. Would you stand? Take somebody's hand right now. Lord, I thank you right now. We're praying. Lord, I thank you that we're breaking off the discouragement. We're breaking off the lies. Because some people think they're disqualified because of what's happened. They've been put on the shelf. We're breaking off the lies. It's not true. It's not true. Your destiny is still intact. Your destiny is still in front of you. It's still there. The Lord just knows what he needs to do to get you there. And he knows what he needs to do 
in the training process he knows what he needs he's doing it he's faithful but there's in in your weakened moment right now where you're weakened right now the body of Christ is with you right now and we say to you we speak to you your God will save you he will come and he's going to reign on your desert and he will repay that which has been stolen from you he will deliver you he will save you he will heal you he will restore you grace to you yeah. 